Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. guys here we are again on another monday night my name is jody burkeen i am the host of the man up god's way podcast as well as the the founder of man up god's way men's ministry a ministry that was birthed out of a desire to see men do christianity and stop being spiritual sissies we're looking forward to uh, tonight's show we got a great guest and really excited about uh, about him and we'll have him on here in just a second but as usual i have my brother from another mother for Gozer on here our producer how you doing, brother? What up? Doing good, man. How are you? Glad you're here. <laughs> I got my coffee. You don't have yours. Yeah, what happened to that? I got my coffee right here, dude. It's right here. <laughs> it's I can I should be able to eat it with a fork as thick as it is. <laughs> Holy cow. He asked me to make him coffee. <laughs> and I came back and he's like, dude, I can't drink that. There's no like you didn't do Splenda. You didn't do whatever. You didn't even uh yeah. you didn't even have uh the courtesy to take the grinds out of it. So. <sighs> well, apparently he told me, but uh, I wasn't paying attention. I just brought back blacker, blacker than night. It's good. So you came in all sideways uh, today. You were worn out. Yeah. Had one of those days. We're doing. Uh, so I got a lot of stuff going on right now, which all good things. You know, um, the biggest thing is we have uh, I haven't talked about this a lot, but I think we're pretty much ready to talk about it. Collecting heads media. I know we've been doing a lot of stuff right. for you. For man up God's way, but that's a thing now. And uh, we're opening up a brick and mortar space, so a studio, and we're I'm covered in paint right now. My feet <laughs> still have paint all over them. So we're just painting all day, getting that ready for the soft launch this weekend. Friends and family just kind of like hang out. And then next month we will be open, doors open. So we're grinding. Awesome. Yeah, we're praying for big things on that. Y'all have been doing a great job with our media stuff and trying to help us launch a podcast and uh, later on in the show we'll be talking about our our new um uh subscription-based system that's coming out yeah um, the squad. we had a squad the stephanie squad. you know our web developer busted her rear putting that thing together for us so we'll talk about it later but yeah, we're pumped about i'm it. excited about it big time so yeah i had a great weekend it was father's day weekend and uh, had an opportunity just to spend some time with all my kids and uh, we ate sushi as always. Anytime it's Father's Day, Dad goes to sushi and gets some sushi, and so we had a great time with that. I blew it, man. I didn't. I didn't call my dad till midnight. I oh, just had dude. everything going on, and I'm <laughs> laying there, and I'm like, you know, the feeling you forgot something. Yeah, something happened. See, that's the good thing about being a pastor. Like on Sundays, my you know my family knows that most likely they may not hear from me on Sunday. You know, just. I usually, after I preach a sermon, I end up on the couch, you know, exhausted, physically and spiritually exhausted. And <clears throat> excuse me, and sometimes they'll hear it from me and sometimes they won't. So, but luckily my dad, I texted him early in the morning, about, about 5, 30, 6 o'clock and wished him happy birthday. And rem he reminded me to call him back later. So I did. But well, was, uh, he would, I can tell he's a little irritated, but he was glad I got him. He's like, two hours behind. It's right. California. But it oh, was that's 10, good. It was 10 o'clock at night, but he knows it's midnight for me. Right. And he's like, dude, you didn't make it through your day That's great. <laughs> without calling me. So that's great. It was a good weekend though. Well, folks, we're, we're glad that you joined us tonight. Um, again, if you have an opportunity, would you share this with your friends? Um, we need to reach more and more people. Our podcast is starting to hit the charts and we thank you for that. 
Uh, but we want to reach more and more people for the sake of the gospel. So tonight, I got a really, really exciting guest. Um, I met this brother through another brother, uh, Ricky Lopez, who um, I got to know about six or seven months ago. You remember Ricky? I do. Yeah. I talked to Ricky actually last week. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. We're trying to do some stuff for him. But yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Isn't that awesome? So, uh, man, it's just a network of people. And so we're really excited to have uh, Todd Clanton on the podcast tonight. Todd, how you doing, brother? Hold on. You're, you're muted think, there. I think I got him muted. You got him mute? No, he's hit your mute button there, Todd. There you go. There we go. Can you guys hear me? There you go, brother. How you doing? All man? right. Oh, man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed and highly favored, man. I can't complain, you know, but even if I did, what what good would it do us anyway, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, man, I'm so glad that that uh, you joined us tonight. Uh, I know you're yes, in Arizona, sir. is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did you meet Ricky? Oh, man, you know, um, I met Ricky at a car show. Uh, okay. There was a car show that I was ministering at uh, through music and, you know, and through the word and and um, he told me about uh, his podcast that he had. And he was like, you know, if you're ever out in my area, um, I would like to sit down with you and just, you know, just know a little bit about your story and just, you know, know a little bit more about you and what God is doing um, through you, you know, with, um, you know, Minutes with God Network. And so I end up having a couple um, bookings out there in his uh, in his uh, his city. And right. so, yeah, so it just worked out, you know, it was all, it's all the Lord's timing. And, um, you know, we sat down, we had a great, great, um, you know, a conversation and, uh, you know, we kind of talked a little bit, just a little bit about, um, you know, the importance of, of, uh, being a worshiper and being a worship leader. And also, uh, I shared a little bit of, you know, my story with him, you know, um, you know, where, where it all started. So, yeah, so it was just, it was a beautiful, uh, you know, a, a beautiful divine appointment that, uh, developed into a beautiful, um, you know, just brotherhood and relationship and, and, you know, we co-labor, um, a lot together now. That's awesome. That is... We just lost him again. Are you guys there? There oh, you go. And he's back. And he's back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lost you there. Well, good. So, so I love how you, how God uh, makes all these connections with people that uh, are on the same mission to, to share the gospel. So, yes. so tell us, tell us your story. How did you, um, what's your life before Jesus? And then how did you meet Jesus? And then what are you doing now? Well, you know, my life before Jesus was, uh, you know, I was just lost, you know, I was lost and broken and um, you know, especially coming, coming from a broken home and, um, you know, it all started with me at the, at the age of five years old, you know, my, my mom, uh, she was a young mom. Uh, both of my parents were, were fairly young. Uh, they were both on drugs. They were both, um, you know, um, alcoholics. And, uh, so, you know, just growing up, um, there was just a lot of, uh, you know, dysfunction in my household. You know, I didn't I didn't grow up in church, you know, um, that's not my testimony. You know, in fact, I didn't even know who the Lord was until 17 years ago. Wow. And I didn't know that I had a loving father because, you know, uh, what my well, my my dad here on earth couldn't give me. You know, I didn't know that I had a, a, a father that loved me, you know, unconditionally and 
that was, you know, able to give me what it was that I was searching for, you know, um, you know, from, from my worldly father. Right. And so, you know, just, um, you know, try to make a long story short, you know, cause I know we are a little behind, but, um, Take your you time. know, uh, you know, just pretty much just, um, you know, I was five years old and, uh, I became a product of my own environment. You know, um, my mom was giving me hard liquor, hard alcohol at the age of five. And, um, I became addicted. I became addicted to alcohol as a child. And, uh, it carried on all throughout my childhood life, um, all throughout my teenage years, all throughout my young adult life until 17 years ago. And, um, along the way, you know, there was a lot of bad choices and decisions, uh, that I was making, um, because, you know, I, I really, I didn't, I really didn't know better. You know, I didn't have really that structure, um, you know, that, that a child is supposed to have, you know? Right. And um, and so just uh, coming from that lifestyle, it was like, you know, I had to really try to figure things out, you know, on my own, the, the best that I knew. And I was just, you know, doing what it was that I was being shown and what it was that I was being taught, um, you know, especially, you know, struggling uh, with addiction as a child. I mean, you know, I have a five year old you know, and, uh, I can honestly truly say that, you know, the generational curse has been broken, um, in my, in my family, you know, and, um, so really just to speed some things up, you know, I, I end up, uh, you know, I end up having some children of my own, you know, I was 19 years old, um, you know, had my firstborn and then had, uh, two more sons after that. And, um, you know, uh, I end up losing my children, uh, you know, behind, uh, you know, my alcohol addiction. And wow. uh, yeah. And to this day, to this day, I, I'm, I'm still I'm still, um, you know, standing on the faith that God's going to reunite me back to them. Right. And uh, yeah, cause they, they were young. They were young when they got taken from me. And, um, you know, I lost I lost everything, you know, Um you know, I lost everything. You know, my, my parents end up divorcing. Um, it ended up putting us in a situation where, you know, we had to, you know, basically, you know, live in hotel after hotel. And, you know, we were living off the government. And uh, my mom, you know, was leaving me at, you know, my relative's house um, for months and months at a time, you know, because she was off doing her own thing. Right. And, um you know, and I just started to develop a uh, just a real uh, bitterness, you know, for for my parents. And um, and I started to have a hardened heart, you know, towards everybody else. And it got to the point to where it was like, you know, you couldn't tell me nothing. You right. know, you could you know, my couldn't nobody couldn't nobody try to discipline me, you know, because, uh, like I said, I didn't come from that structure. And so, um, so years went on, years went on of, you know, a life of, um, you know, destruction, you know, committing crimes, um, you know, and, and, and by the grace of God, um, you know, I never did no, you know, no hard, like, uh, you know, prison time or, um, any jail time, you know, behind, uh, you know, the choices and decisions that I was making, you know. Right. Uh, and so how, how old were you during this time? 
uh, during this time, you know, I was already like, you know, 13, 14, you okay. know, 15 years old. Um, and, you know, I was I was just just trying to trying to trying to survive, you know, but right. I was going about it the wrong way because I couldn't hold down a job. Because, right. you know, because I didn't for one, I was dealing with, an, you know, I'm a child, man, I was a teenager, I was a kid, man, dealing with an alcohol addiction and and at the same time, didn't like being told what to do. Right. Now I hate I hate to interrupt the story. I got it. I know people who are listening are probably wondering too. I know you said your mom, you know, was giving you alcohol at the age of five. Um, yeah. Was it was it to put you to bed? Was it to, um, you know, what was her reasoning behind it, or was it strictly, you know, just child abuse and comical to her? Like, what was? Had, I don't know if you ever had a chance to talk to her about that. I know that that's one of the things that stuck out immediately. I, like, I got to have an answer to that, you know, just to fully understand your story a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I do want to say this, man. Me and my mom, we have a wonderful relationship. Like God has restored uh, my relationship with, awesome. with both with both of my parents, you know, and, um, I, and I'll, I'll get into that a little later on. Uh, but the answer to the question was. You know, she uh, she was she was just young. You know, uh, my mom became she wasn't my mother. She she became she became more my friend. You know, um, I just got involved with what what they were doing in the room. You know, um, there was always partying going on in my house. You know, um, multiple people coming in and out of the house and. And so, you know, um, and, you know, my mom, she, you know, she was selling drugs at the same time. So the household was really busy with a lot of traffic coming in and out. And um, and I was just right there in the mix of it all, you know. And so, you know, like one thing, because I've asked her, I've asked her this question. And she said, you know, to be honest, you know, she really she really didn't have a, a reason behind it. You know, um, it's just she was young. She was under the influence at the time. And, um, and at the time, you know, she probably thought it was just, just, oh, this is, you know, this is, this is cute, you know, oh, this is cute, you know, to give, to give my son some alcohol and, and, um, yeah. And, and again, you know, um, she was just doing what it was that she was taught, mm -hmm. right? you know, yeah, and, so she, she had the same, the kind of the same lifestyle growing up as a child. That was kind of hers as well. Right. Right. Wow. Right. I mean, she was 17, 17 okay. when she had me. So she was just a kid anyway. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, makes exactly. a lot more sense in my, it was like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, golly. So you said, um, so then you, you get into your late teens um, and you're still addicted to alcohol and yes can't get a job and um you obviously you when did you start when did you have your first kid you had you said you had some kids at the time yeah yeah i had my right. firstborn my daughter um i was 19 years old okay yeah and so you, you ended up you lost them because of your alcoholism correct yes yes sir and you're still working on trying to get them have you had contact with them at all um, I did. I did at one point, And unfortunately, um, you know, my my ex-wife that that I was involved with, she kind of she messed that all up for me. OK, you know, um, right. 
yeah, she she was sending some text messages and stuff to uh, my kids' mother and was just being really just, you know, mean and nasty to her. And, and she's like, you know, why are you talking to me like this? And this whole time, I didn't even know what was going on, you know, behind my back. Wow. And um, yeah. And then that that was the last time. That was the last time right there. All communication, everything just got completely, completely, uh, you know, cut off. Wow. And so you move on up to your, you know, mid twenties, you're still addicted to alcohol and you're still striving to, you know, just collect yourself. Is it that kind of where you are at this point? Yeah. Well, you know, um, and, and also too, you know, I, I, um, I've been a secular, I was a secular R and B singer. Okay. Um, and, and that's what, what pretty much kept me out of, you know, really started to keep me out of trouble because I started to get involved with the music industry. Um, you know, I signed to an independent record label, um, out of Los Angeles. And so, you know, things really started to, um, you know, take off far as like, you know, with my music career, but at the same time, you know, um, everything just got more intense, you know, far as with the partying, the alcohol, the drinking, you know, and everything else that comes with that lifestyle. And so it just added on to, you know, what it was that I was already, you know, dealing with. Right. And, and so things just got, things just got worse, you know, things got really worse from there. Um, you know, just to the point to where it was like, you know, I didn't care about anybody. I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't even care about my children at that time. Yeah. I didn't care about anything, you know, but myself, and, you know, chasing this, this music career and being caught up in the lifestyle right. that came with it. So how long did you do that? The wow. In the secular world. Yeah. Well, I, um, so I signed, I signed my first deal with uh, Crystal Star Records um, out of Southern California. I was 13 years old. Wow. Yeah. 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 Holy cow. Yeah. I put out eight albums. I put out eight albums um, in, in the secular, in the secular world. No. Kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's well, that that's great. And it's good and bad because it obviously took you to a place that you didn't want to go necessarily and probably right. didn't have a whole lot of choice, you know, in that, in that business, I could imagine that it just takes you to a place that, and you, you either fit in or you get out one or the other. Exactly. And it's constantly, you know, uh, the music industry is a dark place. It really is. And, you know, it, and it, it sets you up for failure. Right. It sets you up for failure. You know, they paint a pretty picture. They make it look all glamorous. They make it look all good. And it's just a trap. You know, it's just right. the, it's just the way how the enemy, um, you know, just puts puts these these obstacles, you know, uh, in our way to trap us up, you know, to right. keep us bound. Right. Exactly. So you did that for and what what age did so so take me up to the point where you met Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. How, how, did, so, how did that happen? So what ended up happening was um a a really good friend of mine and he he was actually like my MC but he was actually like my personal bodyguard. Um you know when we would be on the road and we would be doing shows and and um what ended up happening was uh he ended up he disappeared. And, you know, and nobody knew what happened to him. I didn't know what happened to him. 
And uh, so, you know, probably like by like two years go by. Right. And I'm still I'm still out doing my thing. I'm still, you know, pursuing this music career and, you know, still drowning in my alcohol addiction and and, um, you know, just just being in a place of just losing myself. <laughs> right. And um, and so what ended up happening was I end up. I end up uh, running into him again. And um, when God put me and him back in each other's path, uh, what ended up happening was he became a youth pastor. <laughs> so he got saved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he ended up, yeah. So he ended up getting saved, you know, and, um, and he was just, you know, immediately God was just really speaking through him to speak to me, you know, and at that time, you know, I, I wasn't trying to hear it, you know, I, I, cause the thing is, you know, those that are not in the spirit won't understand the things that come from the spirit. Right. And so I wasn't understanding what it was that he was even talking about in the first place. Right. So I'm over here, I'm over here trying to convince him like, man, you know, I need you to come back on the road with me, man. What happened to you, man? I don't want to hear about all that Jesus stuff. I don't want to hear about, man, I ain't got time to li listen to that. Right. Well, we exchanged numbers and for a whole year, you know, and hopefully this speaks to somebody right now, because this is really important for a whole year, man, he was persistent. This brother, <laughs> this brother invited me to church every wednesday every sunday and sent me scripture every single day that's awesome i ignored god and i ran from the lord for a whole year wow now leading up a month leading up to when i had my encounter you know it got to a place where i started to feel like i don't belong here no more you mm. know i was i was doing a summer jam tour and um, and I was in Auburn, uh, Auburn, Washington, Vancouver, Washington. And um, we just got done uh, doing a big, big summer jam tour out there. And that night in the hotel room, something began to happen. I started to get to a place where I started to feel depressed. I started to feel like I mean, I was always always depressed. Don't get me right. wrong. Yeah. But I had that facade of like, I'm living my best life. You know, I'm, I'm out here and, and you know, I'm doing me and, and I'm going to be the next big, you know, R&B star. And, and, you know, all these people are showing me attention and, and everything else that comes with that lifestyle. Right. Well, something happened in that hotel room and it came to a point where I started to really feel like, like. I completely just lost myself. Like, I don't even know who, who this, I don't even know who I am anymore. Right. I don't know who I am anymore. I, I'm completely depressed. You know, around about that same time, I got the phone call where my kids' mom said, you know, when you come back home, we're not going to be there. We're going to be gone. Uh, she said, the only thing that's left in the house is your belongings that you left that you didn't take with you. And, mm. you know, and I thought she was lying, you know, um, I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to hear all that. Um, but, but that night in the hotel room, you know, I was like, you know, I need to get back home. I right. need to get back home. Mm. And sure enough, you know, I, I end up, uh, we had like another couple weeks 
to be on the road. And I told my management team at the time, I said, you know what? I said, I'm, I'm going to head back home. Because I lived in Northern California at the time, right? right. And we were, in, we were up in Washington. So it was like a, probably like a nine-hour drive. So I ended up making arrangements to where um, I ended up, I left the tour and I ended up coming home. And when I came home, I came home to an empty house. Uh. The family was gone. The, the, the children were gone. Um, you know, I, I tried to, uh, you know, my escape was always my music. My music was my therapy. And so I immediately, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and try to, I'm, I, I need to write a song right now. And in the middle of me trying to write this song, I started to get really frustrated to the point to where I just broke. Hallelujah. I got chills right now. <laughs> there you go. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Oh, I love you, King Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And I just came to a place where I just started weeping. I started crying. Mm. And I was like, you know what? And I cried out. I cried out to God for the first time in my life. And I was like, you know what? If you are who they say you are, you know, um, show me something. Please take, take this alcohol from me. And mm. I even went further to say, you know what? I said, deliver my dad. Cause my dad was one of the biggest alcoholics I've known, you know, um, growing nice up. Man. And, um, and then my mom, another thing that I, that I forgot to mention was, uh, back in 1983, uh, my mom was diagnosed with a cancer called leukemia, mm. you know, where they say, you know, to this day, they said they haven't found a cure for it. Right. Right. But we know, right. We know what the word tells us by his stripes. We are healed. Amen. And my prayer was, you know, maybe it was a selfish prayer at the time, but the Lord knew my heart because the Lord knew that I was going to be right here at this giving time right now, even um, sharing with you guys right now and everybody who's going to hear and listen to this. So the Lord already knew. Um, so what ended up happening was, you know, I was like, deliver my dad from now. I'm like, I'm crying. I'm sobbing. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying. Everything is just, you know, coming down on me at once. And um, I hit my rock bottom, you yeah. know, that, that, me losing my children was my rock bottom. Right. That was my rock bottom. And so, yeah, that night in, in my empty house, um, in my front room, you know, I, I cried out to the Lord. And I said, you know what, Lord, deliver me from alcohol, deliver my dad from alcohol and heal my mom. And I'll serve you all the days of my life that night. It was um, it was Sunday early morning. Check this out. Sunday early morning, about 5 a.m., right? And I text my friend to remind you, the one that has been persistent and did not give up on me when God put him in position and used him as the vessel, right? Mm. I text him. And I said, what time is your service? Which I should have already known because right. he, you know, he invited, he'd been invited me for a whole year. Been done for a year. <laughs> but I still text him that. And he called right. me back immediately, 5 a.m. Oh, and he was man. like, man, he's all coming pick you up. And, and I, was like, I, I was like, I got a car. I'll meet you there. Just what, what time is your service? Uh, speeding things up. 
um, I showed up to that Sunday service. I sat all the way in the far back, the far back row. And I sat there and I sat there and the pastor, uh, Pastor Richard Braxton up in Northern California, Calvary Christian Center in Plumas Lake Oliver's. Um, 17 years ago, I set the foot in that church mm. and um, and in the middle of his service, his sermon, he stopped and he looked at me and he pointed to me and he, he told me to come up, come up to the altar. And I sat there in my seat and I ignored him. Oh. And, 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 and he called me again. I sat there in my seat. I ignored him. He called me a third time. And it was like something just lifted me up off that seat. And uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And I started, I started to walk down. Check it out. So I started to walk down the aisle. Man, my friend immediately just came, boom, laid his hands on me. Um, the other brothers that were on the, the, the ministry team came and laid their hands on me. The pastor, he came and laid his hands on me. And I got saved that day. Praise God. I got saved that day. And uh, what year is this? What year is this? This was the end of 08. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was the, actually this was like the, the summer of 08. It was summer because it was real close to my birthday. That's amazing. Praise God. Praise yeah. God. It, isn't, yeah. it funny, isn't it funny how you, how you think you can, uh, you know, deny the power of God and just sit in your seat and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you're no longer sitting in your seat? It's kind of like, that's, oh, okay. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yep. So many times I, 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 um, I'm a pastor and there have been times where. Praise God. You know, I'm up front and, you know, do an altar call or something. And all of a sudden somebody's like, um, I don't know why I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. Amen. Well, I, I don't God. know how I got here. Yeah, exactly. So, well, praise God. So that was in 08. So God wrecked your world. Um, yes. So so what happened? What happened from there? I mean, obviously, you know, um, when you become a new creation, Obviously, things in you start changing. Your desires uh, become more like God's desires. Yes. Um, like, take us through that th through that walk. You know, once once uh, you were born again, what happened from there? So, so when I got saved, um, you know, immediately I started to get involved with the you know with the ministry. Um, I started to go through you know my deliverance. Um, you know, I became I became a member of the church. And, you know, but what happened was, uh, you know, my first year, my first year was rough. It, it, it was hard, you know, because um, I was still, I haven't been fully delivered yet, you know. Right. Um, obviously, you know, things were breaking off me from, from that moment that I had my encounter and I was starting my new beginning and I was starting my journey, um, you know. And so now it was like, okay, I'm saved. But now it's time to take the trash out, if you know what I mean. And so, you know, we had I had to go through that process. I had to go through the process of, you know, my deliverance. I had right. to go through the process of, of my healing, you know, because there was a lot of, uh, you know, wounds that were right. that were there, you know, open wounds. And so, you know, I just um, I just started to really like. um really just press in, really press in and get myself involved, you know, uh, with anything and everything I possibly could 
that was, you know, um, healthy in moving forward and learning more, um, you know, about, about our, our heavenly father, you Amen. know, I had a hunger and I just had a thirst. Like, you know, when I, when God met me, when God met me in that, in that house, that empty house, you know, um, you know, I, I, I was ready, but, but not knowing it. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so I was just, I was just open. I was wide open. Like, you know what, Lord, here I am, here I am, you know? And, um, so yes, so speeding things up, you know, uh, the, the pastor seen an anointing on me. Um, uh, he knew that I had a voice, but he said that it wasn't about your talent. It was the anointing that you had and the mm -hmm. calling that, um, that I seen that God had on your life. And so within that first year, you know, um, they put me on praise and worship. I was on praise and worship. And then I started to, um, I started to lead Bible studies. And then the pastor would ask me, you know, on, uh, two Sunday nights out of the month, if I would run the service. Mm -hmm. And then it went from that to where, you know, I was helping with, uh, the youth ministry. Right. And uh, then it started just it started just to go from there, you know, and then um, then we had a men's home that was attached to our church. And so I was assigned to for the men in the men's home and I would go and visit them and I would go and pour into them and pray for them and do Bible studies with them and, you know, just just help them set up a plan of action. Praise you know? God. That's awesome. And so, yeah, and, you know, it just, it just went from there. And then, and then God started to open up doors and then I was being asked to go and, and, you know, and help out other praise and worship teams, you know, that were probably, you know, struggling and, and, um, God really just used me because, you know, he took me out of the music industry and then my heart just became to where like, it wasn't about me anymore. Right. Does that make sense? Because oh, yeah. the music industry was selfish. Right. So I went from being selfish to selfless. Exactly. But now I have a true heart of worship and I just give him all the honor and all the glory and all the praise with every note that comes out of my mouth. Mm, praise God, man. Praise God. That that's a that's a great story. Um I, I love how you know God takes takes us, you know, from a place of um of selfishness to selflessness. And he does that. Luckily, he does that. And, and thankfully, he does that uh, slowly. It's not instantaneous, because if it were instantaneous, we would fight it. You know, it's That's uh, right. It's kind of like the same thing with sin. A lot of times sin creeps into your life, you know, this slow fade, and you don't necessarily see it until it's kind of too late. And it's like, oh, crap, you know, I didn't mean to let that come in. Um, right. On the reverse side, God does that. He sanctifies you uh, slowly. Because if you were to all of a sudden him to say, okay, you got to drop everything, boom, right now, which a lot of times happens, don't get me wrong, a lot of times that does happen with somebody who is born again, but many times it takes, you know, it's that that moment, I think, I think um, mature Christians fail to, to remember them growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, and they want younger Christians or new Christians to all of a sudden be where they are when they really need to go through this sanctification process in order to get to where God wants them to be. And That's again, right. it's, it's that slow, slow fade. Um, I, I used to tell this story 
Matter of fact, I, I think I even have it in my book, but I, I think of God a lot of times, you know, um, as, as a father, you know, when my kids were little and we would walk through the mall, not that there's malls anymore, but back in the day, there used to be malls. And I used to have my two little kids next to me and, you know, they were just high enough, you know, that I could put my hands on top of their head, you know, and I could guide mm-hmm. them and, and kind of walk them. And every now and then I'd take my hand off their head just to see where they would go. And they would kind of just fall off and they'd start wandering away and I'd go grab them and bring them back and, you know, put them back like that. And and when I look at my life um, in my Christian walk, I think, you know, God's kind of doing the same thing, you know, every now and then I wander off and he pulls me back and, you know, he's, he's got me just kind of guiding me through that. Obviously that's the Holy spirit and his word, but right. kind of that same analogy. And I think that's really cool. What, what he does in our lives is that he, he does, get you to a place to where your desires become his desires yes. Um, in your sanctification, man, it's just a slow growth where you're going to, uh, you're like a toddler taking steps. You're going to take two or three steps and then fall. And then you're going to take four or five, six steps. And then you're going to fall. And then finally you're up walking and, uh, you're doing really well. And, uh, it sounds like that's what God's doing in your life now. Amen. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's been a beautiful thing. You know, God has really been taking my story around the world. Um, you know, CBN, uh, 700 club, uh, they just aired, uh, they just aired my story, uh, probably about a month ago. And, um, the Lord keeps, you know, opening up doors, you know, and, and I'm just a messenger. I'm just a willing vessel and I always give it back to the father. You know, I, I never allow myself to get to a place where I'm like, this is my ministry. This right. is my assignment. You know, this is the Lord's ministry. This is his assignment. And the father knows my heart. And that's why he continues to take me to the places that he, he's been taking, you know, myself and my team, you know, right. um, he, he's blessed me with, you know, my beautiful wife, you know, um, I, I have the opportunity now to, to raise, um, you know, my, my younger children, you know, God has given me a second chance to be a father and to really, you know, raise my babies in the way that they should go and they will not depart from you. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I'm raising them in the ministry, you know, I'm, I'm raising them, you know, in a godly home, you know, in a godly, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're being brought up in a godly marriage, you know, and the example is being set, you know, and they get to see, you know, my relationship with their grandma, you know, every day, they get to see my relationship with their grandpa, you know, every day, like, like my parents and I, we have a beautiful, wonderful relationship. You know, and I do want to say this, you know, I'm going, I'm going on 17 years sober, you know, um, oh yeah, all glory, all glory to the father. My dad's going on 15 years, Mm. you know, sober, um, you know, and my mom's going on 12 years healed from a cancer to say there's no cure for. So, (laughs) so praise God. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, um, we just have to really trust in the father, you know, you got to come to a place where you truly believe you know, his word and you stand on it or you don't, you right. know, um, the words, the, the words, the word. And then that's just what it is. And we got to, you know, be careful with, um, you know, what we're speaking over ourselves because the word tells us life and death is in the power of the tongue, you know? And so, you know, if, if you telling yourself, you know, that, you know, you're going through this and you're going through that and, and, you know, you're sick and, you're dealing with this and you're dealing with that. Well, you know, what you're doing is you're allowing the enemy to come in because now you're operating in fear and you're operating in doubt, you know, and, and, and God didn't give us the spirit of fear. 
you know? And yeah, so, amen. so at the end of the day, how can the Lord operate in a place that he didn't give you? And so, you know, we have to be real careful, um, you know, and, and really just, you know, and, and even though, yeah, it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult, you know, um, and you're going to go through storms and you're going to go through, you know, circumstances are going to come, you know, but we got to understand that, see, God ain't going to change your circumstance, but he's going to change you through your circumstance and right. help you to become a better you right. through your circumstance. And so, um, yeah, so today, you know, I, I could truly say that, you know, I, I walk, I walk in complete, complete freedom. You know, I have a sober mindset. I have the, the joy of the Lord. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And um, me and my wife were able to travel together. Um, my family, we're, we're a traveling ministry, you know, um, and uh, we, we have a team. We have a full team that God has brought together. And um, and we, uh, we we bring a true, intimate worship experience with our Lord Jesus Christ. And those ain't my words. Um, those words don't come from me. They come from, you know, the, the pastors and the different uh, ministries that has brought us out to their state and brought us out to their city. And they all said the same thing. You bring a true worship, out of body worship experience with our Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and I'm just being obedient, you know. And so so we bring, you know, God gives me prophetic word. You know, I don't walk around calling myself a prophet. I don't walk around calling myself anything. I don't put a title on me. You know, I'm a servant and I'm a willing vessel and I'm a messenger and I'll go wherever it is the Lord sends me. Praise God. Praise God. So you're both your parents are born again, correct? Absolutely. Amen. So how did they come to know the Lord? Um, honestly, through God working through me. Amen. Okay. That's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear, you know, you had that opportunity. That's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I am my mother's spiritual father. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Yeah. So, yeah. So my, because my you could have, you could have easily um, taken all that baggage and used it against her, you know, that, and for, unfortunately that's what most people do when they have, you know, that kind of childhood, you know, they blame their parents and all of their mistakes and their problems and they blame everything on their parents. And then they, really can't get out of the rut of life or the the rut of themselves and, right. you know, and see the glory of the Lord, much less the glory of forgiveness. You know, that's when you can learn to forgive. Oh my gosh, God is glorified in ways that people just don't understand. And come on uh, for you to be able to give them forgiveness and then lead them to the Lord. That's just all glory on God. Nobody else, but it's God. beautiful. Amen. It's beautiful. And there's, there's nothing more beautiful than that. And, you know, and I had to come to the, I had to come to that place where I truly, truly just, you know, forgave them and truly forgave them. Like, you know what? I don't hold nothing back. Um, you know, I love you guys. And, you know, most importantly, you know, Jesus loves you. And, you know, we, we need to move forward. You know, the past is the past. And, um, and uh, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. What I'm at my mom's house right now. Oh, praise as we speak. She, she invited me. She invited me over for dinner tonight. <laughs> so we're, we're over at, yeah, we're at mom's house right now. And, um, and so, you know, we, uh, we spent a lot of time together. She moved out here to the state of Arizona. Amen. You know, um, I moved out here a year ago from California 
And so, but, uh, you know, it's just been, it's just been, it's been an amazing journey. It, you know, right. it, it really has. And, um, forgiveness is the key. It really is, you know, and I just want to share this too, you know, um, for those of you that are watching right now, if you have any, any unforgiveness that you're holding on to and you've been harboring Amen. up inside, Amen. um, you know, I encourage you just to, just to let it go, let it go because see forgiveness is not for who hurt you and who did you wrong. It's for you. It's for you. So you can be right with the father. You can be right with the one that created you and the one that loves you so much and has so much in store for you, but your unforgiveness will keep you in a place where you're going to stay stuck and you're going to be bound to your past. Praise and God. so, and you won't be able to walk in that freedom. You know, it took me to come to that place where I had to truly, truly forgive. And, and now I, I just, I'm able to walk in freedom and, and I have, and I have so much joy, you know, no matter what's going on around me, you know, no matter what storms, you know, come my way or no matter the times that I may be on the mountaintop or I may be in the valley because I'm here to let you know, you know, you might be in the valley right now, mm. but the same God of the hills is the same God of the valleys. Amen. And so, you know, I just want you to know that the Lord is good in all seasons. And another thing I want to share with you too, uh, this was a word that, um, you know, cause brother Ricky was just on the road with us. I don't know oh, if you guys, God. Praise yeah, God. I don't know if you guys awesome. know that. Yeah, uh -huh. I just brought, I just took brother Ricky on the road with us and we did like uh, nine services in, uh, in California. So we had mm -hmm. like a two week, little two week run. And, um, one of the word, uh, the word that, that the Lord gave, um, uh, Mr. Lopez at one of the service was, you know, um, you know, be patient with God because God's been patient with you. Mm, that's good. That's good. You know, when I, when I think of forgiveness, a lot of times, you know, forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. That's right. What you said about freedom, um, people don't understand that that brings bondage onto you when you don't have that, un that forgiveness. And I always say unforgiveness is like drinking acid and hoping the other person dies. It all, all it does is end up, ends up killing you. And you've got to get to that place to where you are giving that forgiveness, just like Christ forgave you. It's, you know, it's, um, it's a sad thing to think that, uh, in the Lord's supper, it talks about, uh, forgive those who trespass against us as you forgive us of our trespasses. So imagine if God forgave you the same way that you forgave somebody else. Come on, come on, Pastor. <laughs> that would, come that on, would Pastor. Not, not be a good Preach place it. to live. You know, I mean, thank God <laughs> he's merciful and graceful and, 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 you know, just loving in a way that we can't understand. And, um, you know, hopefully that gives us the example of how we're supposed to live as well and, and how we're supposed to forgive. Because, you know, majority of the time, the person that you haven't forgiven or who's offended you or hurt you or done something to you hasn't thought twice about you. And here you are spending no. all of this energy on yourself, you know, with all of this hurt. And just give it up. Just let go and, and let, let God take that over and let him be the one that's going to judge them. Let it, let, let them, you know, better yet pray for them, pray that they come to know the Lord, that they understand the hurt that maybe they've given you. And hopefully someday they'll turn around and give you that forgiveness as well. That's right. Or ask for, ask for the forgiveness, which is even better. So I yeah. love, love that. You know, I mean, I think that's what a great story that you are able to, to do that. Cause I think so many people live in that darkness of offense 
or hurt that somebody else has given them. And yet all of they have to do is forgive and, and move on. It's not for them. It's for you. And it's That's for right. you to get in that relationship with God. Cause the closer you can get to God, the less you're going to think of that offense. And it is, it does take a while. It takes time. Um, and today you may forgive and tomorrow or next week, you may have to forgive again. Sometimes those uglinesses comes out, but you got to keep, keep get, getting to that place where you're forgiving. Um, and that's, that's, that's what we all need to be doing. I love that, that story, Todd. That's an amazing, uh, story of reconciliation because that's what God does. He reconciles us first of all to him. And then he reconciles us to others. Uh, that's why we're here on this earth to share the good news and the gospel story of Jesus Christ. That's right. Hmm, I love it. So what's going on in the ministry today? Oh, today, uh, you know, the Lord just keeps us busy, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, we've, we've done over, uh, 138 services, um, last year alone. And, um, you know, we're currently right now, we're currently right now, um, on the intimate worship experience tour, uh, part right. two, where two or more gather. And, um, you know, it, it's just been, it's just been amazing. It's been amazing of, of what we've been experiencing and, um, you know, it's been a beautiful thing just to, to see people, you know, get set free, you know, just to see, you know, so many people just come, come to the Lord and, and, you know, we, we've seen so many salvations. We've seen so many healings. We've seen so many miracles. Like it's just been beautiful to see because, you know, one thing that, that I always, um, I always preach and, you know, and, and, and I'll, I'll preach this as long as I'm on this earth is, you know, somebody's breakthrough is attached to our obedience mm. and good. and we've been seeing we've been seeing the results of that and so um you know it's just been it's it's been it's been amazing it really has um you know and um and we we truly we truly just we go wherever it is the father sends us you know like like, I don't, I don't ask for an honorarium, you know, um, I don't, I just, you know, because I'm not driven by that, you know what I mean? And, and I didn't, and I didn't want to put myself in a place where I started to, that started to be the motivation that makes right. sense. Oh, I wanted yeah, to keep, exactly. I wanted to keep myself in a humble place and just know like, you know what, father, you know, this is your assignment. So I know you're already going to meet the need. I already know you're already going to take care of how we're going to get there, how we're going to get back and you're going to sustain us. You know, um, right. like I said, you know, my, my whole family travels with me, my sons, my wife, you know, and we have, and we have a band, you know, that travels with us. So um, it's That's just awesome. been, yeah, it's just been amazing, awesome. you know, and, yeah, and at the end of, go ahead. I was going to say, I do, I do men's conferences and about four or five years ago, right before COVID hit, um, I, I was doing about, I don't know, 25 to 30 shows a year on the weekend. So I do usually a Friday and Saturday. Oh, praise and, God. And, um, so it's, we call it the man of God's way experience. And it's, you know, it's Friday night, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday, just depending on the type of conference that we do. Yeah. And, um, there was a point in, in our conferences where I got so worked up about the, the merchandise, you know, the t-shirts and the wristbands and the beanies and all of that kind of stuff. And, 
you know, this spread that I was putting out, you know, in the books and everything. And I just, you know, I, 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 I put in more effort trying to prepare that table than mm-hmm. I, did my, than I did the prayer time for my message. Yep. Because, you know, after a while you can kind of get to a place, especially, you know, either in evangelism or, you know, kind of like a conference like mine is it's the same thing, you know, to a different group of people. So you kind of get in the habit of it. It's like a song, you know, the song without even hearing, you know, you know, the lyrics and, you know, sometimes, you know, the lyrics so well that you have to, you have to almost fake the emotion that comes behind it. And, and right. That's God, good. God told me one day, he was like, uh, I want you to stop selling merchandise. And uh, I was like, well, that's kind of how I make a living, you know, while I'm on the road. And he's like, stop mm-hmm. selling merchandise. So yep. I quit taking my merchandise with me and he is, uh, he's provided every time. And so Amen. now I focus on the message and and not the merch. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to do because, you know, you're thinking, oh gosh, I need, I need just a little bit of extra money or just the few hundred that we make from that, that'll pay right. for or, or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I get that. And, and the moment that you start doing it for the money, um, God won't get the glory anymore. You'll be seeking the glory. Exactly. And see, and I didn't, I didn't want to put myself or my team in that place right. because I mean, cause you know, to be honest, like we easily could be like, okay, well, you know, it's going to cost, you know, this amount of money, you know, to bring us out. And this is what we expect and, and, and right. all that. Right. But uh, it's like, you know what, whatever God puts on your heart, you know, this is between you and the Lord. We know what the word tells us, you know, yeah. when, when, when God is sending you somebody to your house, that's bringing you the message or bringing you the word. Right. We, we are to honor that. Right. You know, if, if I'm going to invite you, Pastor, to come out to my church as a special guest speaker, I'm already going to I'm going to take care of you. Right. Because that's what the Lord expects us to do. Amen. Right. If we Amen. believe the word. Come on. We right. going back to like if Amen. we really stand on the word and really believe the word. This is this is scripture. This is what the word tells us. Exactly. So so I'm already I'm already just in the mindset of like, okay, whoever's hosting us, whoever's bringing us out is already going to take care of us. Now we'll be honest with you. That's not all. <laughs> yeah. That's, they don't always do that. do they? <laughs> that's not always the case at all. That's not always the case, but the Lord always still provides and makes a way to where we're not sleeping on the side of the road, you know, with my family and wow. our tour and our tour bus van, you know, you know, it's funny. Um, I've been to some really, really small churches, and uh, um, they have just gone above and beyond. Uh, yes. Scary. And then I've gone to these big churches and they're like, just, you know, you know that they've got, it's not like they didn't have the money, but then they don't mm-hmm. take care of you. So it is definitely, yep. a, it's a hard issue. It's not a money issue. Um, and uh, as long as you and I and those that are out doing the, the Lord's work stay within the heart, there uh, you go. God, God will always take care of you. Always. So tell us where your, your next events are. Well, um, we have, we have a full schedule. Um, can they find you that guys, on your website? Yeah. Yeah. You guys can go to the website and it has all the, the scheduling on there, all the assignments. Sure. You know, yeah. I, I don't like, I try to not use the, the term, um, tour okay. because I, I did that in the world. You know, this right. ain't a tour. Right. This, this is, this is an assignment. I'm an evangelist. You know, okay. I'm an evangelist, praise and worshiper with a testimony. Right. right. <laughs> you 
you right. know, and and so yeah, so I try to I try to uh, deviate from that, you know, and not use that term tour. Although my graphic guy, when he when he put together all of our all the dates, he he had on on the tour, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's okay. But uh, but the assignment dates, yes, they they are on the website. Um, you know, if you guys want to, you know, if you guys believe in what God's doing, you know, in our ministry, and if anybody wants to sow into the ministry, you know, they want to follow us as we follow Jesus together. Um, all the information's on there as well. And, um, the music, you know, the latest, uh, worship music that I just released is on there. Um, we have a brand new worship album that we're working on now. Um, you know, so we're just, we're just staying, we're staying, we're staying focused and, uh, just making sure that, you know, I'm not ahead of, uh, of the Lord's timeline. Praise God. Praise God. Well, um, Todd, I'm going to ask you to, to, in just a second, I want you to give a, 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 a parting word to uh, our listeners tonight. And for those who will uh, listen on the podcast tomorrow, this will actually be downloaded uh, on our podcast platform. You can get it on Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic, and just about any uh, podcast platform that's out there. But um, when Todd, Todd leaves, Fergoza and I will continue on with the podcast. We've got some uh, information that we want to talk to everybody about tonight, and uh, we've got a few things that we will discuss as well. But, um, Todd, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Um, Amen. Thank you so much. The, the Spirit is all over you and in you. Um, I pray that you continue to stay that way. Keep your head um, and keep your eyes toward Jesus. Stay on your knees. Uh, stay humble. You know, Amen. Uh, allow uh, if you'll just stay humble and not let God make you humble. Uh, he, you'll continue in the kingdom uh, for a long time. And I pray that you finish well. I pray that you uh, continue down this path that you're leading people to the Lord and that uh, you finish well. And uh, I'll be praying for your children. I'll be praying for um, the, the the children that are estranged from you. That one day that you're reunited and God uh, does a mighty miracle there. And uh, we'll be praying for your ministry. So why don't you give uh, give the men and women in the audience uh, a closing word here today before you leave? Amen. Real quick, uh, Pastor, I do want to say this, that you mentioned uh, something that is really dear to my heart. You said that to stay on your knees. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you uh, if you've seen uh, my logo, but it's actually a man that's on his knees because um, that's right. that's what this ministry is about. And that's the, the, the message uh, behind it, um, because, in fact, my logo is R&B Praise Ministry, Revival and Breakthrough Ministry. God responds to Nemail. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nemail. I love it. <laughs> yeah. God responds to Nemail. And, uh, you know, and so the word that I definitely want to leave with everybody is, um, you know, we got to understand that prayer doesn't inform God. It involves God because he knows everything already. Right. You know, um, the Lord just wants us to spend more time with them. You know, we're in a season right now where the Lord's saying he wants more of you. Thanks. Whatever it is that you're doing, you know, and, and you may be thinking right now as I'm speaking, you know, you don't know me. I have a prayer life. You know, I'm in the word. But whatever it is you're doing, the Lord's saying he wants more of it. Mm. And um, we also got to understand, too, real quick that, you know, the word of God tells us to pray without season, right? When something seizes up, when your car engine seizes up, your car engine stops, right? right? So what's prayer? It's just communication with our father. So the Lord is saying, come to me constantly, come to me nonstop in every area of your life. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, and I promise you, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I will try, I will tell you this though. I try to really, um, you know, live, live by that. You know, I really try to live by, um, you know, not making any choices, not making any decisions, uh, without taking it to the father first, to the little, to the, to the littlest decision, to the biggest decision in every area of my life. My wife could tell you and, and anyone that's around me and that's a part of our team will tell you um, I take everything to the father. And so hopefully that's an encouragement to somebody. And, and I promise you, I promise you, you know, and, and, and sometimes you got to you got to just be still. And, you know, the, the Lord may have you to, you know, to be in that waiting period. But right. it's OK because you can't move the hand of God. Mm, and um, so so we need to understand that. And um, but I promise you, you know, don't be anxious for anything, oh, but acknowledge, acknowledge the father in all your ways. Amen, brother. Well, well, folks, don't leave us. Uh, Todd is going to leave us, though. He's going to go have some dinner with his mom. Uh, tell mom that we we love her and that we're I will. excited for her and give her a hug for us. Um, uh, what an amazing story. And I, I pray that you continue to to change people's lives, brother. Amen. Hey, you know what? Hey, pastor, stay close to me, man. We, we, we need to come out your way. Let's do it. I want to bring, I want to bring the experience out there. And, uh, you know, cause brother Ricky was saying that he wanted to, he wants to come in and and lock arms with you guys. And, you know, let's, um, let's really, you know, bring revival out there in in your state and your city. I don't know where you guys are, but it doesn't matter. We're out in St. Louis um, okay. and vice versa, man. If you get to a place where you're doing, uh, you know, men's retreat or conference or anything like that, uh, give me a call. We'll rock the world. I will. Shoot me your number. I sure will, brother. Todd, take it easy. All brother. right. Talk hey, I you, love man. you guys, man. God, God bless love, you guys. Love you too, man. God it bless. It was a pleasure. Amen. God, God bless. bless. Bye-bye. All right. Well, golly, he was good. That was what a great story. Great story. So what'd you think for Goza? Good stuff, man. Uh, I wanted to reiterate the, um, we talk about this book all the time, fathered by God. He had mentioned that, you know, his earthly father and his earthly mother, you know, there were some gaps there. Right. And, um, we have to, we have to let God be, uh, that parent where, where our parents fall short, like where our parents, our earthly parents fall short, our, our family falls short. Um, I can't recommend that book enough. Right. I probably need to go through it again. I've read it a couple of times already, but Fathered by God, John Eldridge. Um, it's just giving people, it's giving people in your life permission or you giving people in your life permission to step in and fill those gaps. Right. Um, one of the, uh, I'll give one of my coworkers a shout out. I had a lady who worked with me um, who really mommed me. Well, I've been in St. Louis and did such an amazing job of being a mom. You know, my mom is in a, in a nursing home with Alzheimer's, you know, my mom was robbed from me, my earthly mom. And so to, to have some, but like allow someone to step in, um, who's not, um, to actually take those, you know, take on those responsibilities, take on, um, those roles in our lives, both mothers and fathers and different individuals, we have to because no no person is complete in every aspect. You know, there's shortcomings that right. you have as a father. Um, no, and, I don't. Yeah, Other not me. I, I, Dude, I have so many shortcomings. It's scary. 
Big time. But I think that was, I mean, that was great, man. And what he's doing is so, so hard. Like the faith jump to, to have churches, you know, um, give you the love offering to keep you afloat to do it. Dude, that's so hard. I, right. can't, I can't do it anymore. I switched from doing it. My faith just failed. I'm like, right. I can't do it anymore. Sorry. Uh, you know, I've slept on too many floors and, and, um, you know, kudos for him. Like, dude, that's just a massive amount of faith. That's right. awesome that he's still doing it. Um, slightly ashamed. I'm unable to, <laughs> to get myself <laughs> to that point to do it anymore, but dude, he's getting to play. You know, I don't book very yeah. many churches anymore because, Right. Yeah, you know the 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 faith jump of love offering, and, and you know it's it's a pay to play model. Right. You know, I something I've I've said we got to do a better job as as churches of supporting individuals like him. Right. Um, that do full time ministry uh, because it's it's not like uh, it's not like the secular world. Right. We can find bars every night to play in for money, but you can't get a church to pay you to save your life. Right. And so you know that's a reality and. I think it's amazing when I meet individuals like him who are embracing the reality mm-hmm. that it is and says, nope, we're just going to trust God and go. And that's right. it's awesome. Yeah, I've seen both the good and the bad in it. Um, you know, I I did love offerings for a long, long time. And then I switched to a, a flat amount and it kind of, you know, some people really liked it just because, um, you know, they had the opportunity to, you know, budget it and it was good and they didn't have to worry about it. And then there was others that didn't like it at all. And um, it's just an up and down kind of, um, you know, mentality. So it, it really, it's really hard. You just got to pray that God just takes care of you, which yeah. he usually does. You know, he usually does. But well, I, uh, I did tell Ricky that, I mean, we're, we'd host him if he came out. So, Amen. um, yeah, maybe we can uh, maybe we can get them out here. So Ricky Lopez and Todd Clanton, that'd be a that would be a, a good show to have, you know. Yeah, good, good high energy, good duo. Ricky. Exactly, both of them are high, strong, great evangelist, and uh, I'm glad that uh, God has uh, placed us in in our paths with each other. So it's been good. But um, so we got a couple things that we'd like to talk to you guys about tonight. Um, We've got a new uh, platform that we're rolling out. Uh, it's going to be a, an amazing opportunity for you guys to come alongside Man Up God's Way and help support us. Uh, we are a 501c nonprofit ministry. And for those who uh, have read my book, um, you know, uh, uh, you can kind of get an idea behind what the ministry is. It's called Man Up Becoming a Godly Man in an Ungodly World. And this is what it looks like. Um, you can get it on Amazon. It's only ten dollars. Uh, you can have it uh, order it tonight and get it by tomorrow. Um, or you can order it tomorrow and get it by the next day. Uh, but it's an easy read, and it's uh the first book that I wrote. And uh, you give it an opportunity just to kind of see what the ministry is. But over the years, uh, I've been bivocational. I'm currently a lead pastor here in St. Louis. And um, I still have a small construction business, and we're really trying to launch this podcast. Hopefully, one of these days, it'll start um, having some advertisers, which uh, we're already starting to get rankings in the um, in the charts for the podcast, and that'll help later on. But um, we've got some really, really cool things coming up that um, you could come alongside of us and help support. I'm going to have Fergoza explain exactly what the squad is. Yeah, and we did this last week, but we were having audio. Our audio all messed up, man. We I thought it was a great show too, man, and it just got royally screwed up. It was. It was our first show back uh, after a while. Uh, I was in Iceland, and 
all over the place. And anyway, we came back and knocked it all out. We talked about the squad and I don't think anybody heard anything. No, nobody <laughs> heard a word. Well, I'm going to share it in the chat. Um, and the squad is basically your way to come alongside us and support what we're doing. Um, Pastor Jody doesn't talk about him being bivocational uh, a lot, but basically that means that you're in ministry and you still have a nine to five day job. So he's coming in the studio most Monday nights, all banged up. I've seen him with blood running down his head from construction accidents and uh, the typical, you know, joking thumb, bruised thumb from slamming himself with a hammer. And we're like trying to set up and he's tired and all the above. Um, we're trying to make this, you know, a, a, um, a way for you to come alongside us, help us grow men, uh, join us in community, join us in ministry. But at the same time, we are a 501c3. So at the end of the year, you can write off whatever you donate. Amen. So we have it split up in a couple of different ways. Uh, you can give $5, $15, or I think it's $125 is the other one. Uh, I, I really want to focus on the 120 uh, the 120. And the reason I want to focus on that, because this ministry is about building men. And we found that a lot of our listeners are part of small churches and they don't have men's groups and they don't have things that, you know, they don't have the resources that they need. And they're like, oh, but I listen to the podcast. That's not going to do it. Like this podcast is not your men's group. That's not how this works. That's not how small groups work. You need a men's group. If you don't have a small community, if you don't have a men's group, that's what this, you know, $125 or $120 a month is going to help your church do that. For It's an incredibly low cost. We're going to give you all the materials to do it. You're going to right. be able to build up. We're, we'll even have, uh, for the people who join this portion, and we already have a few members who have, they're going to have a separate you know, one-on-one -on -one meeting throughout the week um, about, hey, this is what we're talking about this week in the men's group, now you go lead it. And so it's really uh, you coming alongside and being a, a um, advocate for the, the church that you go to. But every single one of these, um, you know, membership or subscription models is set up that you are going to um, have access a little bit sooner than other people. There's a weekly Bible study that's going to be going on. Um, it's on Thursday night, Thursday, launches next month. Theological Thursdays. Yep. Um, and now those at, you know, the $15 membership, they're going to be able to jump on the live right. and actually get it live. Um, it will be, a, it will be available for everybody a couple weeks later. Yeah. Anywhere from two to four weeks after after we do it. Yeah, we're never going to de deny anybody, um, you know, the the tools and the things that we create here. We're just trying to make this a viable ministry, um, so uh, Pastor Jody can spend more time creating and more time doing this, more time pouring back into. Um, you know, we're both so strapped for time. I literally am making thumbs like while the, while I'm producing over here, I, I'm typing and I'm dragging and I'm making thumbs for the videos. And we're trying to, right. you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, it's a great way to come alongside us. Um, it'll give yeah. me the opportunity, you know, if I can get out of the construction business again, um, we're asking you to come alongside. I was not, you know, f completely, uh, fund us the more people we've got over almost a million uh, followers on all of our social media platforms so it wouldn't be a whole lot um that way i get to do what god's gifted me to do i write um i can create content i've been creating content um for the um for the 120 a month for those who uh, join the squad again 
like Fergoza said, this is for the for churches. This is for maybe um, you have uh, 10, 15 guys that maybe you want to disciple. We're going to give you all the material. We're going to give you weeks and weeks and weeks of studies uh, that you'll be able to do. We'll, you'll have a teacher's manual. You'll have a, a student manual. Um, and we'll be able to, to, to get you going on that big time. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just really just challenging you to say, hey, come alongside of us. If you mm-hmm. believe in growing up men uh, and godly men. Uh, step out in faith, you know, become a, a squad member, come alongside of us. You're going to get a nice little tax write up for us. Uh, the last piece of this is if you, you know, if you're a small business owner and you want to advertise on the show, um, there's an option there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, we're excited about it. It's the first time that we've really just asked people to step up and say, Hey, support this financially without, you know, selling merch. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. the merch isn't something that it's it's something that you've walked away from. Right. This is something very different. This yes, is people is. stepping up and coming alongside yeah. of us, being a part of our family and saying, Hey, I believe in what you're doing. And, and we're not a new ministry. We've been yeah. here since 2012, <laughs> you know. So it's yeah. not it's not like uh, you know, for years, to be honest, um, I owned a company, a very successful company, and I funded the ministry through the company. Uh, God called me to full-time ministry in 2018. I'm blessed by uh, pastoring the church again here in St. Louis. Um, unfortunately, uh, we're still relatively small. We're right around the 200 mark, between 175 and 200, uh, depending on the Sunday. And, um, you know, just uh, can't afford uh, to, to pay me what what I need with four kids and all of that. So I do side jobs uh, through construction. And um uh, again, very, very blessed, uh, but very, very busy. And uh, I would like to get into full-time ministry completely uh, to help you guys, uh, to come alongside of you, to teach you the ways of of God, to learn to man up God's way, and to give you all the tools that you need to have a successful small group or men's ministry within your church. And that's what we want to do is come alongside of you to do that. Yeah, that's pretty much the end in the... Long and the short of it, Amen. man. We don't want to beat him over the head with it, but yeah, we're pumped about it. And I uh, got to give a shout out to, again, Stephanie, our web developer, who has spent a lot of time and effort putting this together for us and making this yeah. making this even a possibility, you yeah. know, to make to make this show happen every week. There's a lot of people that, that have to put, put in some time, and um, she's one of the people who's been working behind the scenes. Yeah, she's a lot more it. than me. She's killing it. She's doing a great job. We appreciate her for doing that big time. So, yeah, we are, we're really excited about this new program. Um, we've got so many things happening uh, behind the scenes. Um, this month, uh, we are getting ready to start um, uh, promoting a new movie that's coming out, um, and it's called Ordinary Angel. And... Uh, it's a it's a new movie coming out. Uh, I think it comes out in July, August. Uh, but they will start being a sponsor on the show. Uh, we'll be talking about them. We'll also uh, attach the um, uh, trailer. We'll attach the links and all of that kind of stuff. Really excited about that. We'll have more about that over the next coming weeks. But Ordinary Angel, if you get an opportunity to go check that out, it's a really really good movie. I've gotten to see it already. Uh, really excited about it. <clears throat> so it's going to be um, coming out in the theaters uh, here relatively quick. And so with that being said, Fergoza, you got anything else going on, man? No, man, I'm running around with my head mm-hmm. cut off for sure. I got plans for 4th of July to go back. Uh, hopefully I can do this, you know, see my family, spend a little time in California. So right. I'll, 
I'll be, uh, you know, a couple week hiatus doing that. But, um, man, we've just been, just been jamming, had right. the, um, waking up release done. Um, we were filming a little bit for, um, a heart of cold music right. video in Iceland. That's why we were out there. Um, man, I, I honestly just feel like, uh, like I'm running around like a crazy person trying to make it all, make it all work. I stepped away. Oh, there you go. A little oh, waking up right there. I appreciate it. Appreciate that was, the plug. I love this song too. <laughs> we played drunk last week. We, we, we didn't, song we played drunk. the song. We didn't play drunk. We, we played the song drunk. So if you get an opportunity, go check out for Goza's, um, link on Spotify. Uh, he's got four songs that'll rock your world. Uh, lyrically, he's uh, he's a master. Um, uh, vocally, he's got an amazing voice, and um, you need to check him out. This is a song called "Waking Up" right here. Listen to this. Every step that I've been taking now pulls me further to truth. If only heaven could whisper. Secret or two, will there be no need for me to spend all my time searching the universe for you? This is good. Got a good song, good lyrics, good beat. Always appreciate the love. Was that, um, gosh, what was that show back in the 70s? It's got a good beat, good, easy to dance to. I'll give it a seven. You remember that? I don't, you're not old you enough to remember 70s. that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's 70s or 80s, yeah. I can't remember. No, I don't remember the show in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, you're like thirteen. I forgot. Uh, no, so anyway, oh, what was that? Maybe it's the bandstands. Oh, I know of the bandstands. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. They'll come up and talk to Dick Clark. American bandstand. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. So, all right, here we go. Right here. It's probably gonna get blocked on all the social media for copyright infringement. You definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> They're working our distro kids like whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, bro. yeah, exactly. You went past that 25 second mark. Yeah, for sure. sure. Well, brother, man, I appreciate you. Thank you for another great show tonight. Um, if you get an opportunity, guys, share this with everybody on your social media platforms. Uh, share for Goza's music, share Todd Clanton stuff. Uh, you can check out his uh, stuff in our comments, uh, his website and everything. A great evangelist out of Arizona, doing some great work on the West Coast. So make sure that you check him out as well. And we will be back next Monday night, same time, same place, 8 o'clock live on all the social media platforms. My name is Jody Burkeen, the founder of Man Up God's Way Men's Ministry, and we are honored that you join us. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.